You're listening to kpcradio.com, and it's great to have you listening. I'm Milo Anderson, and this is Volunteer in the Valley, episode 18. Currently, as we stream this live and record it to a podcast, it's about 11.30 a.m. on May 21st, 2015. Volunteer in the Valley is the show where listeners of the San Fernando Valley actually get to hear from the organizations and causes that need their help. We'll be talking to some excellent opportunities for those living in and around the San Fernando Valley area to get involved in something really good. From Calabasas Meals on Wheels, President Linda Bradley. Welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Pleasure to have you. And from Helping Hands Against Domestic Violence, we have founder and director Karen Gonzalez in the booth with us. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show, Karen. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Pleasure's ours. So let's get started right into it. Linda, uh, from Calabasas Meals on Wheels. Linda, for our listeners who haven't perhaps heard of uh, Meals on Wheels, what is it and what do you guys do? Well, our mission is to deliver meals to those who can't manage it themselves. It's our single mission. That's what we do. Okay. Um, how, can you go on? and how, What kind of meals? How often? Oh, okay. Sure. We um, deliver Monday through Friday. We get our food from the Motion Picture Hospital in Calabasas. And we pick it up at 11 o'clock, and we hope to have food to all of our clients by 1.30. Okay, so like pretty much lunch then. It's at lunch time, but uh. we, deliver, we deliver two meals when we come. We, we deliver um, a hot meal, which consists of an entree, a starch, vegetable, salad, uh, dessert. And then with that lunch, which was a, is a sandwich, a different kind of salad, and a piece of fruit. Beautiful. And of course, they have the option of eating whichever meal whenever they want. Sure, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's providing them with the, uh, well, with the basic nutrition that they need. Yes. And that's, that's the important part because what we find is that folks who are elderly or not well, they don't have the energy to market, possibly can't drive. Um, and so what happens is they end up eating cheese and crackers or right. maybe maybe soup, something like that. But just something very quick and easy, and it's not it's not really good nutrition. And it's it's not enjoyable either, I'm sure. It's got to be a bummer to eat cheese and crackers and soup all day all the yeah, time. Yeah, but, I mean, that's all the energy they have. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially Meals on Wheels comes out there and really provides them with something that many people just take for granted, the fact that you yes. have a real nice meal well-prepared meal, and and it, I'm sure that there's some interaction there, too, between the drivers and the clients. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's, that's the thing that we can offer to volunteers is that you're working directly with the people that you're serving. And so you go to the door, and some people really don't want to chat, but others do. And if you find someone that you really make a connection with, what you can do is put them last on your route and then stay and go in and chat, talk with them for 10 or 15 minutes. And, you know, we, we develop real friendships. Oh, that's so nice. With the people. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, I, I think that's a great opportunity. So um, I would imagine, so you guys just do the delivering part. You guys don't do the, the actual preparation. That's right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. So, um, for volunteers, what it sounds like you're looking for is, is someone with at least 
a good vehicle and you know a good driving record and yes okay yes, yes. so what else um, what can you tell me more about the volunteer opportunity available yeah. with Meals on Wheels sure sure um, our volunteers can um, decide to deliver once a month and that means it's only like a two hour two and a half hour commitment out of your month um, if you want to drive more you can obviously we're happy to have someone do that I have a coordinator that publishes a calendar for each month and you know tells which drivers are driving which day we have two drivers a day which means at the most Friday is our heaviest day because we only deliver Monday through Friday so mm-hmm. people want extra food on Friday mm-hmm. so to get um, through the weekend yeah to get for- through the weekend yeah so on Friday we may have as many as 11 clients to deliver to and that's a full two and a half hours that you know in the driving time we deliver in Calabasas as well as Woodland Hills and at the at the moment actually only about a third of our uh, clients live in Calabasas most of them are in the Woodland Hills area yeah okay two-thirds or so mm-hmm. yeah and um, is there enough are there enough volunteers right now right now to meet the demand that there is for this service? At this moment, yes, okay. there are. Good. But, but we always want to... In- yeah, we, we, you know, you all, you, it's a very fluid situation, both with the clients and the drivers. Certainly. So um, you want to have as many drivers as you can yeah. to cover everybody because people have to get their food Absolutely. every day. Right. So... Um, you know, we have to cover that. Definitely. Um, oh, and l- one other important thing is we are the only Meals on Wheels that delivers in Calabasas. Oh, okay. There are other organizations that deliver in Woodland Hills. Got it. So, so there, there is there is more demand in Woodland Hills than you guys are meeting, because, and but there are other Meals on Wheels that are covering that demand. I, I, I assume so. Now, okay. what I have heard, which is always good to hear, is that people really like the food that we bring. Yeah. I mean, it's not home cooking. No, but, but it, it is from the Motion Picture Hospital. Yes, and that's that's a really nice place. Yeah. And, and so the, the food... Oh, and the other thing is that we can, since we get our food from the hospital, we can provide a diabetic diet, a low-sodium, you know, those kinds of things that maybe another organization doesn't have that ability. Right. And it's being uh, monitored by, uh, I would imagine, nutritionists or... The, oh, yeah. 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 Clinical nutritionists. Right, right. Who, who really know how to make sure that the food is not just have the ingredients, but it's prepared right, right. for those specific clients. Right, right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm sure allergies and stuff like that are all... Everything's factored in. Yes. Now, I mean, there are some things that we really can't do. I, I have had people call me and want to learn about the program and they want to know if they can get a menu. Well, no, you can't get a menu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally. You you get what you get. Um, y- you know, you don't get much fish because fish doesn't really travel well. Right. But um, other, you know, I think the food is really pr- pretty good and the portions are large. So many of our clients don't take food five days a week. Y- you know, as you get older or you're not feeling so well, your appetite's not as great. So they only get food three times a week, even two times a week. And um, so we're flexible that way. That's great. 
Wow, Linda, this sounds like a really awesome opportunity for people in, especially in the West San Fernando Valley, either mm-hmm. Woodland Hills or mm-hmm. Calabasas or um, West, excuse me, Woodland Hills. Did I say Woodland Hills or West Hills? One of those, well, even Canoga e- Park. Either, yeah. Yeah, someone living you know, in our neighborhood uh, who wants to go out and really take care of people mm-hmm. and have that moment, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe even, like you said, just once a month. Yeah. A two-hour time yeah, commitment. It's, you said, it's not a huge commitment. And when uh, the calendar is created, um, if it turns out that something comes up that you just can't drive on the day you're scheduled, you can always call someone else and you'll, they'll switch days with you. So it, we're not only flexible with the clients, but we're flexible with the drivers. Sounds great. Yeah. So uh, how do we get involved? What do we, what do we have to do? What's the first okay. step? Okay. Well, the first thing you would need to do is call... Um, the driver coordinator, Susan Eichenberger, and she is at 818-517-8453. Great. And listener, if you missed that, you don't have to rewind. I'm going to have that right here on the podcast description for you. So uh, you'll find that number right where you're listening to this in print. And, or you could call me. Okay. At 818-222. Two, two, eight, four, four. Great. And if you did, like I said, listeners, if you didn't have your pen handy, don't worry. You're looking at it right now on that podcast description. That's great. Okay. So just give you a call and then you guys will pretty much get everything set up from there or? Yes. Yes. It's very easy. We, we have an application and, you know, you have to give information. Um, the fact that you have insurance on your car. Um, the, a couple of personal references, and we check all those things. Um, but it's really b- pretty easy, and we, we would welcome anyone who wants to give it a try because we feel like we are providing a, an essential service. And um, it's, it's really a pleasure. I mean, that's the part I like, the, the being president and, and all of that stuff. It's it's not as fulfilling. I drive two or three times a week. I mean a month, not a week, a month. So that's the part I like. I hear you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's wonderful. Okay, well, this, listeners, there you have it. Uh, if you want to be a part of this essential opportunity that's really, really making a difference in people's lives right here in our neighborhood, uh, Meals on Wheels, uh, Calabasas, wants to hear from you. And those numbers are right there on the podcast description. Give them a call. It's only, a, at minimum, it's just a two-hour-a-month time commitment. You said from noon to... We pick up the food at 11. Pick up the food at 11, and you're usually and done. And we want everybody served by 11.30, because nobody wants to get their lunch at 2.30 or 3. Right. Okay. So it's really, uh, you, you got to, like, sounds like only an hour, an hour and a half time commitment, but two-hour time commitment, you know, at max I, per, yeah, per day. Usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you have it. So... Uh, thank you so much, Linda, for telling us about this excellent volunteer opportunity. I, I really am so glad that Meals on Wheels is out there and that you guys are out there making the difference you do. Thank you, and thank you for the um, opportunity to talk about it. My pleasure. Well, now let's get to our other guest, which is also doing an important mission right here in the West San Fernando Valley. We've, we have Karen again. Karen is, the again, the founder and director of Helping Hands Against Domestic Violence, and as I understand, so this is a, a relatively new organization, right? Yes, it is. So what for all of our listeners who haven't heard of you, what, what is Helping Hands Against Domestic Violence and what's the mission exactly? What do you guys do? So our organization helps provide resources, therapeutic services, and the basic necessities for all trauma survivors that have been through either violence or some type of abuse. 
Wow, heavy. Yes. Okay. Um, And our mission is to provide them with the basic needs and anything they need to move forward to rebuild their lives. Well, that's a beautiful mission. And that's such an important, important goal. Um, So what kind of resources do you guys provide for, you said, uh, survivors of, of child molestation? No, it's, well, any type of abuse. Oh, any type so of abuse. So it could be child abuse, domestic violence. It could be a traumatic event. Okay. You know, any type of trauma that happens to the person, it, it disrupts your whole life. So we, the first step would be if a person needs any type of donations, and we have a donation room that provides food, clothing, shoes for both adult and children. The resources would be we have um, partnerships with people around the community. So if they come to us and we don't have them, the help they need, then we refer them out to other places. Um, we also have support groups for both adult and children. We have parenting education. We, um, so we have a certified parent educator that teaches how to parent after trauma. Um, and pretty much whatever the survivor needs. That's I mean, and I know firsthand because I'm a survivor of domestic violence. Um, I also went through the whole shelter stay and you know homelessness and all that with my children. So I understood what it took just to move forward and and how many hands needed are for just one life you need a lot of people and the first step for a survivor is to first admit i need help and actually reach to it and there's a lot of people that are willing to help you that's great that's awesome um this this touches my heart i i don't i don't really know exactly how to really ask you more about this because you've kind of already just explained it so well um, what, but what kind of volunteer opportunities are out there for people uh, who are passionate about this, who so, want to want to get involved and help? So currently, we're looking for volunteers for office administration, for our donation room organization, for our support groups, which that means is it's a two-hour group, so we would need people to come and set up or help us with our children lounge. That's what we call it. So the kids have their space to heal, and then the adults have their space to heal. Um, and, and the donation room, it's that. It's helping distribute, organize, go through stock, you know, um, reach out to the community to gain more donations and it's not always used items we also have new items because that's my goal is to be able to provide them with new items and with dignity you know because you leave everything behind so it's not like you have anything with you um in the parent education it's an eight-week program it just helps the, the the parent understand what they've been through and also what their children is experiencing through their behavior because trauma disrupts your whole life um and then in the office administration, you know, help with filing, help with creating documents, filing everything that we do during the week. And so it would be an easy process as well, an application, references, have an interview with me and, you know, to see where they can best fit and um, be committed to the work. That sounds great. So it sounds to me, though, like you don't, to be a volunteer with Helping Hands Against Domestic Violence, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, like any kind of trained clinician or something. No. You guys need help in even just doing filing, basic yes. filing or doing, you know, stocking that donation room. Yes. Or um, some kind of like daycare sitting, basically, while, yes. you know, while, uh, while uh, adult survivors, parents are getting their healing, just hanging out with their kids and just keeping them, you know, entertained and safe and comfortable while their parents get what they need to to get through the traumatic experience they've gone through. And man, what a really important thing you guys do. Yes. This is so valuable. 
It uh, is. And, and the in the, there isn't a lot of places where a person can go to here in the valley. Like yes, there's the big ones, but they don't focus on your actual emotional, spiritual and um, mental healing. It's more like here's some stuff go on with your life, but yet you still have this toxic stress and you know stuff that stays into your in your subconscious and that needs to go somewhere. So what we do in helping hands is just help them process what they're feeling and and validate that what they're feeling is not um, a lie and it's not, it's something that happens when you get assaulted or just you know go through a very hard time. Now I, I don't like to shift the focus because the show is called Volunteer in the Valley, yes. and we are trying to get reach volunteers. Yes. <laughs> but I think it's important of something of this magnitude to to put a plug out to anyone out there who is a survivor who is struggling with this right now, yes. that your services are out there for them. Yes, it so is. If, if we could just speak to any survivors out there who've never heard of you and would love to know more about these resources, how would they, where can they find you? How would they get connected with you? And then we'll go back to talking about how our volunteers can reach you. But I just, I want people who may be, or may not, who may be listening, who may have suffered that, to have that resource here too. Of course, they can call my, me in my office or my cell phone. They can email me. Um, I also have a Facebook page that has over 2,000 followers. So it's it's out there. It's just now me stepping out and, and sharing it with anyone that is willing to hear. Okay. Well, I want to put all that information that on the, the, the podcast description. So before you leave, let's make sure I have it all right. Okay. So I can have it linked and that way our volunteers and if there are any survivors out there who need the support services that you offer... Yeah. Uh, that your organization offers. I want them to be able to access you too. So that's perfect. The Facebook page. And you, you guys are located basically in Winnetka, right? We're in Winnetka, yes. Very oh. close to Pierce. Um, at, a, at a church? I, or is that is that correct? Yes, I um, operate out of Hope Chapel of the Valley Church. That's okay. where the donation room is. That's where my office is. I'm there from Monday through Friday from 11 to 4. Um, and of course, you know, any time if it doesn't work for those hours and we um, customize, modify to whatever the survivor needs. Um, and but again, it's not just for domestic violence. It's for anyone that's going through hardships or homelessness or any type of traumatic event that has happened in their life that has disrupted their sense of safety. OK, awesome. Um, so there you have it, listeners. If. You want to either if if this is if this is something you want either to support or if if you need the support, uh, you said Hope of the Valley, Hope Chapel of the Valley, Hope Chapel of the Valley. Um, there's an organization called Helping Hands Against Domestic Violence that uh, either wants to serve you and wants to help you get through what you're going through, but also now I'll get back to our focus of the show yeah. that needs volunteers that needs you if you want to help out and be a part of this mission of helping people get through traumatic experiences. Here's a place for you right here in Winnetka. Yes. At um, excuse me, Mission. Excuse me. What was the name of the the church again? I'm terrible at names. Sometimes. Hope Chapel of the Valley Church. Hope Chapel of the Valley Church. If I don't have it written down, I. <laughs> so that's why it's going to be written down as well on the podcast description. Okay. So you listener, you can also read this as well as as hear it right now. So uh, uh, this is this is terrific. Okay. Um. And again, um, listeners that are want to volunteer for you. Um, same protocol. Check yeah. out the Facebook page. Give you a call. Give me a call. Okay. Or an, an email. Okay. You know, and, and then we can same um, send you the application so that you can write it out. It requires a few references and, of course, to meet with not just me but any other director there and see where can we best fit you because right. everyone has a gift and talent to share with others. Certainly. Everyone has that love inside of them if they truly tap into it. Of and that's all a person needs. It's a friend. 
I think you're absolutely right. And I think you've just reached a base of listeners that are passionate about giving back and doing something. And they wouldn't, I think you, I'm speaking to you, the listeners now, I don't think you'd be listening unless you were looking for a way to give back. Yeah. And if you were looking for an opportunity uh, to care for people. So uh, here's another excellent opportunity. Two excellent, excellent opportunities today. I, I cannot, I'm, I, my heart is literally like overfilled with how, how happy I am that you guys have spoken to my listeners and to me about these opportunities so that I can help spread this word um, you. that you guys are out there doing such an important thing. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. Um, well, we're about getting close to the end of our show, but um, I think we've got just a little bit of time left. Something I like to do when I have just a few more moments left is I'd like to ask each of my guests, what is one of your personal favorite volunteer opportunities that you've had. Linda, I'd like to start with you. What's in your, in, 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 all, all, in all the years of being a volunteer, what would be your favorite volunteer experience? And you can answer that question however you like. Yeah, I, I have a really easy one because it touched me in a way that I, I can't even explain. Okay, we've been delivering to this young, to this person for quite a while. And I, uh, I took the food up to the door, and she the door was open because it was a beautiful day. She came to the screen door, trailing her oxygen tube all the way through the house, came to the door and looked at me and said, isn't this the most beautiful day you've ever seen? And I thought, oh, isn't that just a wonderful example of the human spirit? Triumph of the human spirit. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Thank mm -hmm. you, Linda. Mm -hmm. and Karen, how about you? What, what, if, if you can just give us one quick experience that really that you can think of that really shines out. If you can, if you, um, can, if you only. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you got plenty, but um, it's um, helping the mom and and their child just taking them into the room and and allowing them to choose whatever they want. I know there are no limits to, especially a, a, a shelter family, and then. Just being touched by their gener their love for our generosity, and each time I, I serve them or anyone, they tell me, "Why would you do this? You don't know me." And I just look at them and say, "I don't need to know to know the need, you know." So that's where I always connect is is in that moment where I'm like, "Wow, we take things for granted, even toothpaste, you know, toilet paper, things like that. You don't even think are essential to these families and." And that's what touches me is to know that they leave with their hands full. Thank you, Karen. Yeah. Thank you both for sharing with our future volunteer listeners out there. Volunteer in the Valley and kpcradio.com is made possible by the Media Arts Department of Los Angeles Pierce College. Especially for Media Arts, I wish to thank Department Chairperson Jill Connolly, Professor Sean McDonald, and Professor Jeff Favre, Faculty Advisor <laughs> to kpcradio.com. I also want to thank my sound engineer and program director, Matt Gottesman. Did a great job, as usual. And a special thanks to my guests once again. Uh, Linda Bradley from Calabasas, Meals on Wheels, and Karen Gonzalez from Helping Hands Against Domestic Violence. It was terrific having each of you on the show. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And lastly, and most importantly, I want to thank you, my listeners. Thank you for enjoying this program and for your interest in volunteerism here in the San Fernando Valley. The organizations that come on this show literally cannot do what they do without the support and involvement of people like you and me. If either of these organizations or any of the organizations on the show interest you, please, I encourage you, check them out on their links and call the numbers that I posted on this podcast description. 
You can also like Volunteer in the Valley on Facebook or follow the show on Twitter where I post various volunteer opportunities and updates about the show. Thank you again, listeners. And when I can, I like to end my show with a quick quote. A famous piece and political activist, uh, Carrie Chapman Catt, uh, about 100 years ago once said, to the wrongs that need resistance, to the rights that need assistance, to the future and the distance, give yourselves. From kpcradio.com, I'm Milo Anderson.